This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, welcome back to the Out of Spec Podcast. I'm joined by Kyle Connor, Ben Spreen, and Mike Breeling. I, of course, am Jordan Schieffer. Today we're going to be talking about some of the things we've been driving, the Land Rover Discovery being one of them, as well as an unexpected multiple day, well, it was one day full of Ionic 5 driving, testing, and uh, pitching against things like the Mustang Mach-E and ID4. Some interesting stuff there, and a little bit of news and uh, maybe figure out what car I should buy next. <laughs> Anyways, let's Ooh. jump right in. Um, Kyle, we just, well, we still, at this time of this recording, have the Land Rover Discovery, the one sharing the chassis with the Defender, but what, it's a bit more soccer mommy? I don't know how to describe it. It looks good. Uh- <laughs> well, it looks interesting. So you have, yeah, We'll get through this one quick because everyone probably wants to hear about the Ionic 5 testing that we did. (laughs) (laughs) But the Discovery and the Defender are on the same chassis, but the Defender's 15 inches longer longer and 3 inches taller, taller, but narrower because of trails. And yeah, the Discovery is more like your everyday mobility mom car. It's awesome. Drives great. It's got the best freaking inline six-cylinder engine i've ever driven better and smoother than the defender same engine different tune this mm-hmm. is 360 p360 right yes. but it's 355 Five horsepower yes and it's <laughs> just so annoying they've got it for uh, yeah, it, it's so smooth, but it loves to just boost and sit at low RPM. So you need to like get into the throttle for it to rev out. And oh, it's such a sweet, smooth sounding engine. Sounds all the way great past the red line. This thing goes 500 RPM past indicated red line to 6750 before upshift. It's just wonderful. And it looks pretty good. The back end is still a bit awkward with the license plate being off center, but there are kits to fix that. And so like, I think, I think as long as you get the dynamic, which it looks like you have there, you get that black surround where the uh, plate is. It makes it a little less strange. Although I kind of like it because the LR4 was off center. So yeah, but the LR4 looked better because it was a boxier. And it had that glass that came down to go with it. Like when the LR3 launched, that thing was like the future on wheels. And the LR4 yes. like really just dialed it in. And I think it a did. V8 LR4 is the sweet spot. Now, does and this have the pseudo split tailgate like the previous no. Discovery 5 yeah, had where yeah, it was a so. normal tailgate that opens but had a little like shelf open? No <laughs> shelf. No shelf. Oh, interesting. I hate it. Upsetting. I'm actually kind of upset by that. I really <laughs> like the split. Shelf are still holding actual tailgate. 
It's so <laughs> unland rover to have one big thing that opens up. So I think the way Land Rover pitches their product line, if I recall, it's been a while, but I think Defender is the ultimate in capability. Discovery is the ultimate in everyday practicality or something like that. And then the ultimate luxury is Range Rover, if I'm not mistaken. Well, at the end of the day, you should never buy this new. And here's why. It costs the same as a Defender. Actually, this one costs two grand, three grand more than the Defender we're testing next week. And look in a year or two years from now, actually, sorry, three years from now, off lease value, this thing's going to be worth 40 grand and that Defender is going to be worth exactly what it says on the sticker right now. <laughs> True. Yeah, the Defender <laughs> will definitely hold its value better. I do really like the Discovery, all of them, like Discovery 1 through 5, this is the 5th gen. I like the way it looks, and I don't mind the offset license plate. It's grown on me. They drive so nice. The seating position they is do. wonderful. Oh, I know. It now has the Defender steering wheel, which is a mm. little bit awkward at first because it's this really chunky, utilitarian tractor steering wheel in your nice luxury SUV. But then you start using it, and you're like, oh, this is kind of nice, and it, the wheel is huge. Um, but it's it's really good. It has, yeah, I guess two two weird issues. The first is getting in the third row is the biggest pain in the ass with these electric second row seats. They got to just wait for. <laughs> oh, they're not. They're oh, flat. okay. Very comfortable third row, right? Jordan sat back there. He fit, and I fit back there. Yeah, believe it. Or and not. they're heated seats in the third row. Not in this one. Yeah. Oh, some of okay. Them, yeah. Well, we had we had, we had a spec. I would not personally recommend <laughs> my favorite is you get the one with massage seats in the front heated cooled seats second row and then heated seats third row and whenever you spec that you can get it with a usb port for every seat in the car which is so brilliant <laughs> yeah we did have 10 usb ports a nice mixture as of it USB should be a and usb c it was just yeah it, good interior good material feel for the most part uh I, yeah i love driving it it's definitely lazy the throttle's the, lazy the throttle it was so weird <laughs> it's got the longest throttle pedal travel where normally where i rest my foot and go to full throttle you know like i'm hitting that wall in any car no problem this my foot hits the floor and then i have to like move my leg to get it to go past the <laughs> kick down switch so i'm like full leg extension getting this thing to get up and go and it the first like three inches of the pedal do absolutely nothing less but it makes nothing. for a smooth drive no it doesn't it's not it supposed for, to have any sportiness no, I know, but what I want is 30 to 40 percent throttle, 3,500 RPM, nice boost on there, getting that nice mid-range grunt of the six-cylinder. And what I don't get, what what normally happens is this thing isn't moving. I actually have to go and just nail it, and then I'm just like sideways in this thing, and everyone's looking at me like <laughs> I'm crazy. Um, makes plenty of great power, very smooth, very practical. There's nothing you can fit behind the third row. It can tow a lot, by the way, 8,100 pounds. 8,200 8, pounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So big fan. Love it. it it's going to suck giving this thing up. Very few cars I actually even drive that are here. Like I'll just drive my own cars, even though we're reviewing them. This one I used every last uh, <laughs> time I needed to go anywhere and, and really enjoyed it. Two things I wish it had. One, uh, I wish this one was spec'd with more off-road capability. It didn't have a locking rear diff or any of that stuff. But we did do like some dirt roads, as you can see, and it was fine. Um, and then second would be, what was the second thing that I wanted? It was the most important one. I can't remember. Oh, no. <laughs> it's going to drive I kind of just want a discovery. Like, I like them. I, I like them. Like, look for them occasionally. <laughs> it's the but most the orange, though. It has capable orange. thing, like practical. You can fill people's stuff. You can take it over any mountain. You can take a Defender over realistically. It's it's kind of like a do everything vehicle. The only issue, like our Lexus. <clears throat> the only yeah. issue is the the there are a certain number of people who look up and say, "Oh, is that the new Ford Explorer?" <laughs> then you yeah. have to. But you know, uh, I feel like if you're buying. Land Rover, the Defender is just so cool. And to yeah, defend getting one. No. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the problem. Like, I get why you buy a Discovery over Defender. I mean, mm -hmm. I love both, but that I think the Discovery just appeals to a certain segment of person who does not care about how off-road capable a Land Rover can be. 
totally <laughs> no one buying this over badge. is ever going to feel like color. no one's cross shopping this and the defender you're no, either a defender person not. or you're a mom who wants to drive a land rover and get her kids to school or mike so <laughs> <laughs> i would drive one i don't care i'd have one anyway nice. what else we do in this week jordan ID uh, Ionic Five. There's a lot <laughs> Wait, of. We also drove a Mustang Machi and an ID Four all-wheel drive and yes. a on a on five. With Ionic, five. Ionic Five all in one day. Yeah, that was a lot of cars. Good back-to-back comparison. Here's the Machi. Um, yeah, fascinating comparison, especially this one. This is one that not a, pe- a lot of people I think think about because these cars are seen so differently. ID Four and Ionic Five. So many people are putting them against each other on paper. Um, so it was cool that we could actually experience them, not just compare. Yeah, when their this specs. podcast goes up, the Ionic Five versus ID Four video should should have been up by then. Yeah, but um, yeah, Kyle, you love the Ionic Five. I mean, you went to the first launch in San Diego um, and loved it. But now it's almost it's it sounds like based on our conversation yesterday, it's like you met your hero too well on the first day <laughs> i don't know what it is but i was you know in into the ionic five really well but i knew it was not for me mm. because it it's not for me and then driving it again yesterday i was just like yeah this this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> but but like it is for everyone else it's a bit like the id4 i love the id4 i wouldn't buy one yeah you know it's easy to recommend mm. to people and i it's hard for me to think ID4 is better. There's a couple things that are nice about it. The keyless or the the that you just get in and go is very nice. It is well, annoying. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Mustang Mach E versus Ionic 5 first. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. These are more similar than I expected. Although You know, the size difference is something you don't notice until you see I've seen it next to other cars, but seeing it next to Mach E puts the you know, it's very chunky you know it, it kind of i mean it almost looks like an e-tron in size a little bit mm, smaller than an e-tron i think it doesn't it looks smaller and feels smaller than a mach e but what i will say and it is lower to the ground overall i think mm-hmm. but not by much actually and um b- between these two it's fairly simple to to say okay yes i'd like the ionic 5 for me um, there's some drivability concerns with Maki, namely the brake blending on each one that I've driven is quite odd. If you are in one pedal driving and you roll onto the brake pedal before the car has ramped up to full regen, it does this thing where it like skips the regen ramp and goes like, here's all your regen plus friction braking. And it just is mm. like, Whoa! like it's like playing catch up. And that's odd tuning. What Tesla does which I think is arguably better in this particular scenario because their brake pedal doesn't have to do blending, is you blend in friction brakes and then I can pull back off friction brakes as the regen ramps up. So I can do a little tap in the Tesla, fill in the gap before it's ramped all the way, and it's just really nice brake control. Um, that drives me nuts in Mach-E. One pedal driving drives me nuts in Mach-E, and so does the suspension tuning. That is not the case on the GT performance with the Magna Ride, really settles down but we weren't comparing the non N Hyundai against the GT performance. We're, you know, these are both extended range, all wheel drive variants and um, have to say that the Ionic five from a styling uh, looks uh, of course, and, and driving and overall just feel and technology wise charging that that was the clear pick for me. Yeah. Same here. I, there are things I like about the Maki. And I do actually like its styling, but then seeing it next to the ID4, I was already kind of tired of seeing the Maki. Like it's, I, I don't know. I just the I ID4, think you need a GT performance for the Maki to look. Yeah, mm-hmm. the GT performance just fixes so many things. But the Ionic Five, I would except the performance. Well, <laughs> that's a separate conversation. It's not really. <laughs> yeah, see our previous week for that. Uh, <laughs> But it is interesting. The, I mean, we've talked about the styling of the Ionic Five, the trick it plays on your eyes with that wheelbase that's longer than a Telluride. It's longer. It's a longer wheelbase than the e-tron SUV, um, even though the car itself is like a bit smaller. It just makes you think it's smaller when you see it in photographs. But then in person, it's like, wow, this is spacious. Back seat's great. Front seat's great. I was impressed, even with this mid-spec 
course, I would want the limited because the glass That's roof. a lot of money to get the limited, though. It's 55 grand. Yeah, it's a big jump. I, I was just looking at the pricing. Yeah. It's a pretty big jump. I feel like it needs to, they need to have a trim that lets you kind of do battery and rear drive with like the kind of goodies that you might want Just in the tech glass car. Roof. The standard sound system was fine in the Ionic yeah. 5. This one didn't have the Bose, and I thought it was more than adequate, honestly. The Bose is like not even that amazing. So like you're not paying, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to blow your mind. <laughs> and this was like eh, about the same. And yeah, I would get the limited only for the glass roof. Heads up yeah. display, don't care. Mm -hmm. The camera thing, don't care. This lane centering, because I did a range test in it, we'll talk about it after, the most competent lane centering and lane changes I think I've experienced in a long time. Zero phantom <laughs> braking on an over 200-mile stretch, and like zero fuss, barely asked me to touch the wheel, just like watch out Tesla autopilot, this HDA2 freaking rocks. Yeah. I like the color of the one in this picture, actually, the Ionic 5. I've not driven either of these cars, so I can't really comment how they drive. I've seen a lot of Mach-E's. You haven't driven a Mach-E, Mike? No. Oh, we got to change that. No, yeah. not driven uh, either of them. But the Ionic 5 is so new now. Uh, but I will say I like the color of that one. Yeah, what was it called? Cyber Gray or something? Cyber Gray. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's cool. I'd go over that way. Or and green. it had the 19-inch wheels, which I had only seen at the launch from an engineering car. So it didn't I actually like those point. wheels. Yeah, compared yeah, the to wheels the wheels, aren't I bad. think they look cleaner. All right, so we've determined... Mach-E, Ionic 5, you go Ionic 5. There are reasons to buy the Mach-E, which is um, if you like a higher riding mm -hmm. position, if you like a slidier car that's not really that slidey. Yeah. Like if you want, I don't know, and, and more range in the Mach-E, I, I think, without question. Yeah. Some some pros for that. But the the real... App, more apples to apples comparison felt like the ID4. I don't think it's any more or less. They're all in the same category. What makes you think ID4 competes more with Ionic 5 than Mach-E? I feel like they have a closer range in price. Mach-E is just always more expensive than Ionic 5. Yeah, but Mach-E is a 100 kilowatt hour pack. You can get a smaller battery in it. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I've built plenty of Mach-E's on the configurator that are like 44 grand. Like they're, I think all three of those cars are direct competitors. They're, with each they're other. all right in there. This one just yeah. feels it, it felt closer to the Ionic Five than the Mach E did for me, huh. um, but it and partially I think the because... Mustang's trying to have this sportier. Yeah, image. The Mustang's trying to do something it's not good at, mm -hmm. and these two have this more. I mean, especially the brands they're coming from. You know, it's more of an everyday feeling thing. It's not like you're trying to be different, but you kind of feel like you are with the Mach E, even though it has a lovely interior. But these yeah. have more conventional interiors. I feel like the Ionic 5 and ID4 feel more conventional overall. Getting into mm. the ID4 after the Ionic 5, I was like, wow, it needs a glass roof. <laughs> Even with the, the, the cover on it, the carrier. I you was mean like, the Ionic 5 <laughs> needs a glass roof? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it, it. I didn't realize how much I cared about that, but I just like the feeling of glass roof. But um yeah, this was interesting. I mean, ID4 all-wheel drive, of course, lifts it a little bit, so it definitely felt taller. Um, but otherwise, pretty comparable. There are some nuances, like we hinted at earlier, the where you get well, there's in the more than 5. just nuances. There's literally you're going to spend half the time at charging stations in the Ionic Five than the ID4. No, yeah, there's mm -hmm. some major things. Yeah. The little things are like the key, the USB ports. Like, why the Ionic Five not have USB-C? I don't know. But the charging speed. I mean, it's almost double um, at, at its peak, at least. Well, the Ionic 5, I would say, handles better, is faster in a straight line, charges way faster, looks better, but I still would prefer to drive the ID4 around. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're going on a road trip. And then you're Unless going I'm the going 5. on a road trip. Yeah. So There's that's, something that's what I keep coming back to kind of chunky about the ID4 all-wheel drive, especially with that roof box. And then you sit inside and the seat actually goes down. And I feel like I'm not sitting on top of the car. I'm sitting inside mm. the car. And the Ionic 5 has this very Model 3-like uh, riding position where I'm looking yeah. down on everything. In the ID4, I can get nice and low. It's got a wonderful steering wheel. Absolutely wonderful steering wheel. It has amazing on-limit handling characteristics in the ID4 that... No one will ever care about. But when I 
you were even behind me. When I was ripping the ID4 around, I was power on, coming out of a corner. I'm going straight on the wheel, and the car's rotating under power. And I'm just driving around in everyday traffic, you know. But, like, it just feels <laughs> so good at everything that it does. And But then there's some things about ID4 that really bug me. It has the worst brake pedal of almost any car. It really <laughs> it's How does a company who has made the Porsche Taycan and the Audi – Etron GT have a brake pedal that's that bad. <laughs> yeah, it's just so squishy. Nothing happens. The only way to get good braking response is when you stand on the brake pedal, because then you get a physical connected brake pedal and you get a nice firm ABS response. So ID4 has amazing hard braking, but driving around, man, does it suck. And it squeaks every time you stop. Every time you come to a stop, it goes on the brakes. They have this like weird coating or something. It's huh. just in every ID4, you get this odd resonance coming from the brake rotors and you know it's got this quite odd shifter you can't turn creep off there's no auto hold it doesn't have one pedal driving like there are fundamental issues with the id4 i think ultimately i don't know why it just comes down to it improves my day when i drive an id4 but but it also the ionic 5 kind of does the same this was a hard video for me to shoot because I truly love the ID4, but you cannot ignore the advantages of Ionic 5 coming mm -hmm. from a much better sound system, which I think is a huge flaw in the ID4. Yep. Really quiet and competent driving dynamics. These cars drive almost identically in the way I would describe them. They both handle the same way at the limit. They're both really um, quite good, but the Hyundai almost feels a bit better engineered, especially from a braking perspective and a tire selection. And, you know, Hyundai engineers are crazy when it comes to making their cars handle these days. How's the ride difference? I haven't been in the uh, Ionic. Both good, both smooth, both feel yeah. like they have really long wheelbases, both kind of float a little bit and it's, it's nice. <laughs> so um, what I'm, I'm hearing then is the ID4 has whatever that magic is that a standard Golf has that makes a standard Golf while on paper maybe not better than other vehicles in the category, so much more pleasant to be in. German. Yeah, there's German. something German. Yes. In maybe it's, it's like, just German, yeah. Like you, you just drive people. it and you're like, a lot of people spend a lot of time on this and it just, it, it feels nice and I'm happy driving it. And honestly, <laughs> I get the same from the Ionic 5. I don't, I don't know mentally what it is, but my heart is with the ID4. I hate to say mm. it, but it really is. I'd still <laughs> buy the Ionic 5 over either of them just because of the charging i mean you know it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a whole you can't world. ignore it yeah yeah i mean like you're gonna be able to play around with battery pack thermals the car's faster you can go full traction control off like it does a lot more of the stuff i want it to do so yeah ionic 5 wins the, <laughs> this comparison but that was really tough because driving away from this comparison i mean we could have all switched cars done whatever we wanted i drove the I, id4 back yeah <laughs> Well, I know you were you really liked ID4 since it's come out, and I wonder if some of that is just because it was the it made the first impression really well back you know a year ago, and you're just so familiar with it. It could be. I mean, it, it set a high bar. It really did set a high bar to what an affordable mass market EV can be. That's not a Tesla. And should be. It's yeah, just exactly. awesome. But so many people don't get that car. That's what I don't understand. There's so many journalists that did not understand ID4 and maybe I don't understand it. I just love it. But like even Volkswagen's like, why do you like this car so much? <laughs> They're like, we don't know anyone that likes this car as much as you. And I'm like, well, it just, it, it just like, it makes sense. It's like really well thought out. Do you I think definitely... part of the position of that car is flawed in the fact that they don't have ID3 in the U S which I feel like makes more sense in our marketplace, even though SUVs are so popular. Because uh, you can say, well, this here's this category it's very specifically a part of. We really should have ID3. And every day that goes by, I feel more strongly about that. I would actually yeah. drive an ID3 every day if it was out. I would. I Same. like that like GTX all-wheel drive one or whatever it was. That was that was a good looking little car. Yeah. What we really need is that Cupra born. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> the really fast one. But yeah, I would drive an ID3 every day. We had one, you know, in Europe. I always mentioned we mm -hmm. had this car. Just great. No <laughs> <So> good. Great. <laughs> I don't, it's I mean, funny. like, Timon would drive, we would pit whatever. He'd get in the Taycan uh, turbo cross turismo, <laughs> and I'd be in the ID3 just as happy. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Euro cars get auto hold, unlike US cars. Yeah, it's an omission too. I don't understand. There's that. no wait, is no auto hold on ID four? No, not in nope. the US. Huh. And it's not I guess I never tried it. the plans to be released is like a software update Weird. or anything. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot well, of little things deal about the ID four that are oh yeah, are deal breakers for me. And I I have qualms with the Ionic 5, but there's far fewer. I'd be happier day-to-day life with the Ionic 5. Um, I think most people would. I think Ionic 5, for the people viewing this or listening to this podcast and all of us, it's just the cooler car. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's awesome. The design is stellar. They did things with headlights and taillights that no one's really done versus everyone else's doing their own tweaks, and then Hyundai just did something crazy. And I really like it. Um, but I will say, like, you know, Kyle, when we had the ID4 for our comparison, we also had the Mini Cooper JCW at the same time. Like, I loved following you. I was in the ID4. You were in the Mini Cooper up, uh, not Angel's Crest, <laughs> the local Angel's Crest, uh, <laughs> Risk Canyon. And I was loving the ID4 at its limit. I thought it was just so predictable. And yeah, I finished a heated canyon drive with a smile on my face that no journalist would ever expect because pretty much everyone no one really hates the id4 but no one's ever like this is great they're just like it is there um but that's what's so great about it it's so (laughs) boring that it doesn't annoy you but then we took it on the dunes uh uh northeast (laughs) of la and i was like this is yeah i that was really when i was sold on it so i still amazing we basically that rebel rally id4 we jumped Mm -hmm on every whoop the back of of the car was bam boom 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 (laughs) and it held together yeah that was great someone broke the other one that looked good though that looked fun tanner faust broke and maybe it's because it was tanner faust i don't know maybe he's a very gentle driver it must have been some other reason Uh, yeah it could have been the person driving it uh, at the time Um, but yeah, so Kyle, how was the, you know, I had to leave midday to go see my football team lose. Uh, anyways, how was the rest of That's the, a terrible way to spend your day? <laughs> how, how was the, you know, the range and charging experience testing the Ionic five? Cause we've had forest on before and that was his biggest critique of the Ionic five was the range. Hey, but you, know he, those, uh, you know, those CPE two fifties that are labeled 125 kilowatts that no one's been able to ever get more than 90 out yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 112 on the Ionic 5. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how that makes any sense because I've plugged Tycon into them many times. 800 volt car, another mm-hmm. 800 volt car. Ty- Tycon accepted 91, 92 kilowatts. Hi- Ionic 5, 112 going right out to it. That's so maybe huge. software, maybe improvements. But it took three tries. The first one, 45 kilowatts. The second one, 45 kilowatts. The third one, 45 kilowatts. And I'm, and now I'm thinking like, is the car telling the charger how many amps it wants at 800 volts, but it's only telling it it's a 400 volt car and giving it half. Like this makes no sense to me. Um, but then the fourth charger worked. <laughs> does the Ionic 5 have any onboard converter in the same way Tycon does to enable 400 volt charging? Yes. And it's stuff? genius. Do you want to know how it does it? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. I think so- I've heard, but Tycon uses a a DC to DC booster at 400 Mm -hmm. roughly volt to pack voltage around 800 fully charged. And basically what it does is it tells the charger, hey, I'm a 400 volt car. Here's how many amps I want. And then it boosts up the power and sends it in. And it's a separate unit that needs to be cooled. That's part of the whole loop. And that was the first 800 volt mass production car. That's how they had to do it. Hyundai genius. What they do is they plug in, you plug in your car. It says, oh, hey, I'm an 800-volt car. Oh, you can't give me that. I'm a 400-volt car. It routes all the power to the rear drive unit inverter. The drive Mm -hmm. unit inverter then accepts all the power, steps up the voltage, and then regens the battery pack at pack voltage at up to 100 kilowatts. That's very clever. I like that. Yeah, it's like you already have the yeah. So so they use the rear one because you it works the same on rear or all wheel drive and 100 kilowatts continuous. It's awesome. Decent. Yeah, that's a clever use of a highly integrated system of technologies. You know, you can tell there's not everything's 
been involved from start to finish yep, there. It's super, super good. Uh, similar, uh, Lucid uses a separate box called the Wonder Box, but it does other functions like mm -hmm. vehicle to vehicle and vehicle to load charging and some other stuff, as well as this boosting technology. Mm -hmm. So everyone's got their own take. Hyundai's is the most elegant. Oh, you know what? I t here's the other reason. V2V and V2G for... Yeah, it's only like 1.2 kilo. It's just a wall outlet. <laughs> that's, that's still cool. I want it. So you, you need, in order to get the, the functionality in the charging port every car has, you don't get the adapter unless you get the limited. I Can think. you just buy it though? You get right. it, buy it from the accessory shop. I don't think it's available yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can go to the parts counter and buy one then. <laughs> yeah, you'll eventually be able to get one. That's how that'll work. We charged a Tycon off the EV6 in Europe and that worked really well. Hmm. Um, but then range. So we did 100% charge, drove it all the way down to zero. I assume, when does this podcast go up, Jordan? Thursday? You're muted, Jordan. Come on. Thursday. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I imagine by Thursday we'll have, or on Thursday, the range test going up. I think it'll probably go up Wednesday. Um, it did at 70 miles an hour in colder temperatures. Now, keep in mind, Forrest came on our show and was saying he was getting 180 miles per charge, something like this. Uh, but this is why it's so important to do a loop style test, uh, counteracting wind and elevation single direction never tells the story and going from true 100% down to zero where, you know, the car is like, you better pull over because I'm shutting down. Uh, <laughs> and that's basically what it was telling like us. It's just like, I'm freaking out. Um, it did 227.4 miles, I think. 227. Wow. That's actually pretty good. Or was it 224.7? <laughs> Those extra three miles. Good. Right. But yeah, I like you think that. that's good? I mean, which what size battery pack did yours have again? It has a 77 kilowatt hour battery pack. I mean, considering it's an SUV, that's like about the same range I get out of the Tycon with a similar size battery pack. So I totally agree that it seems about right. It's 3.1 miles per kilowatt hour average. I think that's fine, rate. yeah. Yeah, fine. Doesn't it's not magically efficient though. Remember Hyundai Kona and the regular Ionic? That was very yes. Good. The Kona was the Ionic, especially <laughs> yeah, that the little like five yeah, hundred kilowatt hour. Yeah, it was really. But good. these were really small battery, lightweight cars. Although mm -hmm. the uh, Kona and the Nero had a uh, sixty-four kilowatt hour pack and were still an SUV kind of shape. Anyway, um, I think it's acceptable, but by far, I think it's right on point with ID4 all-wheel drive would be my guess. I don't think there's much difference between them, uh, but for sure, Mach-E would go farther. For sure, Model Y would go farther. Yeah, I agree. Um, so there's, there's... I think it's 20 miles short of being perfect. Yeah, I would have loved to see like 250 at 70 miles. Mm -hmm. Now, and this was an all-wheel drive one, right? Yeah. This is all-wheel drive, but not on the big wheels. See, the nice thing about Zach, yeah. my friend Zach bought this car in town here, is it's not a press car, which means it's not maxed out, and it actually has the 19-inch wheels, not the 20s that all the new yeah, cars Yeah, I actually have. like those mm -hmm. wheels, so that's a pretty good comparison then with the all-wheel drive with the smaller wheels. I was just curious. We haven't. You don't know anyone who has a rear-wheel drive Ionic 5. I don't. <laughs> I do know someone who has one, but they don't live nearby. But I will uh, range yeah. test a rear-wheel drive because this is the big discrepancy for this car. The all-wheel drives 258 miles EPA or 256. I think it's 258, and then the yeah. rear-wheel drives 303. It was a big. It was a significant mm -hmm. enough difference. I was like, wow, that. Like yeah. that, people are going to think, like, do I really need all-wheel drive? But, but this is why I can't though. figure it out. Because when you're driving the all-wheel drive, even in normal mode, key mm -hmm. up setting, which is how EPA tests the cars, it disconnects the front motor. <laughs> we so still got lots rotational, you know, friction not and whatnot. 50 miles worth. Okay, Volkswagen yeah, ID4, not. great example, right? It doesn't even disconnect the front. It's just an asynchronous front, front motor, so it shuts off. Um, it's an induction motor. It loses 10 miles in the EPA cycle. If this lost 20, I'd be like, okay, makes sense. Frictional losses. 50 miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How heavy is that motor? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know actually, but it doesn't something doesn't add up. And when like uh Forrest asked Hyundai about this, right, Jordan? And they said it has like performance tuned inverters. And like that was the only thing I could think that make like may make an impact. Mm. 
but you're like an inverter is not just burning off 50 miles because it's inefficient. Like that's like a mile or two difference on a full charge. Like we're talking percents here, small, small percents. So I cannot for the life of me believe the rear wheel drive will go anywhere near 300 miles on a charge. That's I what think, I was just going to say. Maybe yeah. it, it won't even get near that. Yeah. I'm, and if It'll it does, then something's up. And if, if it does, then there's, there's a, a major software issue or something's going on with, with the all wheel drive. Yeah. That's just burning off the juice. Yeah. What, how much, like when you're cruising, it's being, it, it's just going rear drive, but when you're kind of doing your accelerations, does it really always tend to try and split power you or something? Need to go so far down, it maxes the rear out before. Oh, so it, it does the Model Three strategy then? Yeah, but you'll feel a little dip. Like if you're cruising and then nail it, it'll go nothing. Mm. Oh, it's, when... <laughs> it's a pleasant dip. It's not bad. It just feels like yeah. it's picking down a gear almost. <laughs> so I, I can't figure this out. But anyway, I I actually was pretty, yeah, like meh. I was like, okay, that's that's. I was either expecting it to be way worse or way better. I wasn't expecting it to be <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> I was like, this thing's going to do 150 miles because everyone says it's so inefficient. I'll be ready for dinner. And then like, it just kept going and we're like in the middle of Nebraska and we're like, Oh, we better turn around. so We can make it back. Um, but it was fun. Zach and I did the test together. That's two people not running driver only climate control. So we probably could have eked out another, you know, five miles just by running singular. If I just did it myself, I'll do a warm weather range test, whether it's on this car or, or another one uh, at some point. And I believe Tom Malagny is going to do a 20-inch um, car, a limited one, this week. And that will be up uh, in just a few days after this podcast to compare to. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. There's, I kind of forgot it was cold. And now I'm okay with that range. <laughs> yeah. So the all-wheel drive gets a heat pump. The rear-wheel drive resistive heating only. Mm, and we had winter mode off for the range test. So it wasn't trying to warm up the drivetrain. Now the downside for that is if the battery gets really cold, then usable capacity goes down. And we did have a snowflake on the battery pack towards the end, which means 0% may have come on sooner. So I don't know which would have been more efficient trying to warm the battery, keeping it warm, or having a little bit of loss of capacity due to cold, but definitely impacted due to cold, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for the warm weather test now, actually. <laughs> Just see the difference. It'll be great to have both. And I think it was good to yeah. use non-winter mode because now we have a really good basis yeah. of what the car can do in this temperature without it trying to heat itself up. But I will say it must not have been that cold of a battery pack because when we plugged it in, it went right up to hundred kilowatts. Hmm. Yeah, it's cool that Zach it maxes the charger out. So it wasn't limiting the charging speed, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he's got it. He's local, which is awesome because the, this way, when we get the EV6 to test, we can directly compare EV6 to Ionic 5, which you know should have a lot of similarities. But um, I'm really super curious for that because I've never been in an EV6 either. This is my first time in the Ionic 5 as well. So that was fun to finally experience it. And I, I think it like met sort of exceeded my expectations. I didn't know, really know what to think, but I love the look so much that I tend to have that color, what I think it's going to be like. And it, it would have been a huge letdown if it had been like, oh, mm. drives terribly, but it looks good. Hmm. Because <laughs> well, I'd still and, be like, and, and maybe I, I should buy it. I wouldn't get a chance to drive it because North Carolina <laughs> does not sell. Oh, Ionic that's right. Or Hyundai doesn't sell it. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> Hang on. That's not true. I have seen them being unloaded off of trucks in Cary. Really? At, yeah, uh, at what is it? Johnson. Yeah. They have them for sale and they are at sticker. Oh, okay. Correct. Well, that sticker's fine. Maybe we should go trade in the Mini. Well, is that <laughs> my... I would have an Ionic 5. That would be a great idea. Sell the Mini. You got the tax credit last year. I did, yes. Go get another one. I doubt it's tempting. Trust me. Just keep going. <laughs> that tax credit was really nice to get at the end of the year. They have them available. Get a rear wheel drive. I know a guy there. Ionic five. <laughs> that would uh, be sweet. It's not a bad idea. Now the gears are turning again. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's a just car. after I recall hearing we're going to keep this car for a while. Well, <laughs> the tax credit was really nice, so mm -hmm. another one wouldn't hurt. Kyle's, yeah, and it's for a separate year too. So you're yeah, really gonna, exactly. yeah. I mean, maximize that thing. Kyle's dad has proved like that business does. model. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should go buy an Ionic Five. They're not going to lose their value. Yeah, I mean, that's so the thing. Yeah. 
they're like listed a, at sticker, but would would they no, actually? No, don't sell them at sticker. We know we know some people. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I know they yeah, know some people. I know a guy. Yeah, that the whole dealer market thing is, yeah, I don't know. You should have seen, I was texting one of my friends who works there. I, I really won't say who or what, but the, she was saying like, <laughs> what what, what are we supposed to do with these things? Like, how are we supposed to charge them? No one told us anything. So oh, they, they arrived at dealers off. and they have no, because they didn't sell Konas. Yes, they, they were, didn't train, I guess. Yeah, right? they have like one, I think she said it was like a three kilowatt charger. I don't know if it's hooked up. Or oh my God. <laughs> and she's like, we got like 10 of these things. What are we supposed to do with them? And I'm like, well, charge the ones you need out to like 90% before you hand them over and then keep all the other ones at just 50% and stuff them in a side lot. <laughs> What's the term? Yeah, of, I'm, I'm on the website now. What's the term of the need for the roof? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the top one. It's so do oh, so you can't drive. do an SE. You can't do SE, SE. They have a lot of SEs. Yeah, you need to wow, do it. Wow, it shows they have 78. Why well, those so might many... be orders coming in. Yeah, they are. They have four hmm. limiteds. Yep, you want one of those. Do I get yeah, blue, I... white, or shooting star? Which yeah, that's matte the matte white. one. The matte is. What you want is shooting awesome. star with the green interior. It's not actually green. It's white. This one green. has the green. That's yeah. what you want. It's Ooh. white seats with red piping and a by now olive dash. <laughs> By now, <laughs> it's the identical car that I reviewed in my video. So much more expensive. Just buy it. Who the fuck cares about the money? money? Excuse yeah. my language. Money. Yeah, when money. you get to the sixty thousand dollar range, there's so many other different types of cars. Yeah, do a rear wheel drive. Well, they don't have a rear wheel drive limited, so. Well, find someone who does. Keep going. <laughs> Not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, they'll swap. They could do someone who has a rear wheel drive limited probably wants an all wheel drive limited. Yeah, I'd rather have a rear wheel drive. That's uh, that's interesting. It's just money. That's what I always tell people at work. Oh, it's just money. Banks loan money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you just finance all of it, and then when you're done, yeah. sell it, walk away, and it's like, I nothing ever happened because <laughs> <laughs> you won't you won't ever be upside down in it. Money is a construct, Mike. Ignore that part of this deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's a free car. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's how your dad looks at it. <laughs> yeah. That's how I look at it. Okay. Is there well, a difference in the headlights between an I know we're on this thing for a while now. The SE and the SEL. It looks like the headlights become different. It's possible. I do think so. Yeah, I bet you there's hmm. a difference. I don't know if that's my head, but I you bet definitely you don't want anything less than an SEL. Yeah, I wouldn't get anything less than an SEL. But then you don't even get the roof, and then you got this ugly light headliner. I wish see that they need an oh, SEL yeah. like plus. Yes, SEL like, plus SEL roof. With the roof. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this Hyundai, is what I'm just telling them. I don't know what their product planners are doing over there, unless they just can't make that many sunroofs. The glass it, roof. I. You know, they 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 probably make more money on the other one, and they just you want know, to push people ID4 towards it. From like forty two grand and up is all glass roof. I know. Absolutely. See, that's that is the thing. And ID four does come with a better roof. And I'm assuming the Kia EV six is going to be a similar setup to the Ionic. EV six is more expensive. It is, yeah, and less cool. It is. It does. I don't know. I like the way it looks. Yeah, but the Ionic five is. I just think the Ionic. It's cooler. Yeah, the EV6 <laughs> looks good, but it's not game changing. It's just a good game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I do. Uh, dang it! Why do we have to talk about it now? <laughs> that would be quite the name of a podcast. We start with introducing Mike to the ID or Ionic Five, and then we end with him having purchased one. <laughs> I just bought it online. Like it was easy. The, the next podcast. <laughs> You so what are you driving? You can make it there before they close and take delivery. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. So Jordan, what are you buying? You said you want a new car or something like that? Yes. I, I have given thoughts, which I, I am excited. <laughs> I, I really like the Ionic 5, but it's a lot of it's a lot of money. But I love the Miata. Miata's not going anywhere. And I even love it in winter. Kyle and Timon can attest to that. It's just a fun car to mob around in the snow. But it would be nice to have something that could do some light trails so I don't have to worry about three and a half inches of ground clearance or three. I don't know what I'm at right now with the Miata. Not a lot. And then more, <laughs> you know, more snow. Like we're getting up to 14 inches of snow on Wednesday, apparently. Jordan, and, I have the perfect car for you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 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 
and and the order banks just opened yesterday, <laughs> which I haven't built one yet. What, it what? is the new plug-in hybrid Range Rover with a oh, 30 yes. kilowatt hour pack. Yes. I've not built one either. Yeah, and it has the great inline six from the Discovery and Defender. Mm -hmm. No more that four-cylinder plug-in hybrid, which that was fine, but the four-cylinder was a letdown in that. The problem with the old plug-in Range Rover was it had a really garbage electric system, and it had a really garbage combustion system, so just buy the supercharged <laughs> one. I was thinking, well, we liked it at the time when we were driving it. Yeah, like, because, it, it works yeah, great. Because plug-in hybrids are hard to get here in the U.S., but in yeah. Europe, that's just a, a compliance machine. You yeah. know what's a great fun fact about the Range Rover plug-in full-size? has a larger battery than Mike's Mini. <laughs> it does, yes. right. And it probably charges about the same because it can do 50 kilowatt CCS faster. Yes, then it does charge the same. <laughs> That's depressing. Actually. So Jordan, what do you think about the car we've selected? Uh, so I was thinking, <laughs> I mean, it, it would in some ways hit two birds with one stone because I also would love something electrified at some point. I there don't know if the time is right because nothing on the market has really intrigued me yet. Um, really? Yeah. Still waiting. What and about just leasing an ID4 for like $2.99 a month or something? I just couldn't, I, I could never own My one. My boss I, wants to do that. I like driving them, but I, it's not me. It has nothing to do with me, I feel like. The ID4 is that. just not me. Um, MX30. Ionic, Ionic 5 is closer. MX30 actually is totally me, except for the range. Are you kidding me? And but the charging. That's perfect range for you. You don't need more than 100 miles. No, I think I need MX 200. 30. I, I would oh. love 200 miles. 200 please. miles or 160. You can go buy four DC fast charging stations between your house and the office, and you can <laughs> stop at all of them in the MX30. You probably have to. <laughs> I think I was the other, the other night, I think I was playing Fortnite with Forrest and I, some for some reason this popped in my head I was like you know what because he oh because he had the MX30 on loan to review mm -hmm. and he's like yeah it's terrible and I was like okay it's one-fifth the cost of a lucid air dream edition and it goes one-fifth the range so it all works out that's good math that's good math yeah great math so <laughs> five go buy five MX30s and you know one per day because you'll need two Just days to charge one out. You need to build yeah, your you... own network of MX30s. <laughs> yeah. You, have yeah, you leave one on a level two every hundred miles and you just switch cars. Yeah, you leave one at work because if you like make the it old mail, if you make system. it to work, it won't charge in time for you to leave work and make it back home. So no. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I I was thinking cheaper and quirkier. Let me oh, share my is good because if you were going to say Jeep, I was just going to log off right no, now. So yeah, that, <laughs> what stemmed this actually was my time with the 4xE. I was like, this is cool. Um, but I, yeah, it's not for me. And then the Bronco was like, this is really cool. And then I was like, oh, two-door Bronco manual, I'm sold. But that's too expensive. Um, but I've always loved like quirky. 30 grand. Too expensive. I've always loved <laughs> <laughs> I want Mini trucks. I want an actual winter Be beater, something I can kind of actually beat on and not worry about it too much. Kind of like Timon with his Lexus paint. I drove, we didn't really talk about this, but I, Kyle, do you, <laughs> I should have got the video from you. I may have driven Timon's Lexus into a ditch, um, avoiding a Silverado. Nice. Uh, that a was maniac in a, a maniac <laughs> heading straight for me on snow. I was like, I'm no, gonna here's die. what happened. We're driving <laughs> down a dirt road. Normally, two lane dirt road, nothing fancy. Truck comes, Jordan in the ditch. <laughs> Evasive maneuvers. Deep in the ditch. I'm like, hold on, here we go. So we're just like, you'll see this. This is a wide road nothing crazy here and he's got this thing stuffed so far i'm backing up <laughs> but look at how that ditch just doesn't look like a ditch because this it's deep with the snow. snow yeah yeah the snow does this but in reality the ditch really was down there so got it out though because it's a lexus and i may have hit some tree branches and stuff but i think the paint's fine it's roughly about what it was when i have last i leave i leave cars how i found them uh <laughs> But I, I was thinking it'd be fun. So I went down the research rabbit hole of fun, imported, unique, not necessarily imported. Some of these we got. But uh, okay, for the audio listeners, I have a Toyota Prado two-door, yeah. a Mitsubishi Pajero two-door, Suzuki Samurai, 
and Zuzu Vihacross. Isn't that the Pajero like mini or sport or whatever? It's like it's not the big one. Jordan. It's the itty bitty one. Yeah. Have you ever heard of DuncanImports.com? Yes. Mm, yes. I have spent some time on there. We've been there. Ben and I toured that. Place. Yeah. Really? And the Volvo Trucks factory in the right. same day. <laughs> it's, so it's right down the street from Volvo Trucks North American. Yeah. And so you can hit two in one day. And they're the most, how would you describe going to Duncan Imports? It is a holy experience in the way that they will sell you as many Bibles as they can. And then also show you some of the rare yes. cars. <laughs> um, and it's great because they have like a warehouse just littered with cars. And then they have a gravel parking lot littered with more cars. Like these weird Japanese hearses that have all this ornate woodwork on them that are gigantic. But they're uh, hardcore like the Christians. Yes. yes. It's so funny. I don't you know. Will leave, you get a Bible with each car pretty much. You leave in the good graces of God yeah. after buying your Japanese imported vehicle. Oh, do you guys inspect the cars? We don't inspect the cars. Jesus inspects the yes, cars. Yes, Jesus inspects the cars. God has a plan, and it's not for you to get a pre-purchase inspection. They'll literally be like, we don't know if you can make it home on these 30-year-old rotted-out tires. <laughs> but God does. <laughs> if, I, if I wanted to double the budget of those other Delica. cars. Get a Delica. Then you can camp in it. Mitsubishi Pajero Evo. Yes. That's this, that's my This kind of is car. the true homologation special that I would love, but thirty grand for an old car with high miles. I don't think so. Anything uh, with box fender flares is good. But it looks great, but it's approaching, yeah, new Bronco two door <laughs> prices. This is arguably cooler though, I feel like. Ben, they uh, have a two thousand three smart roadster for sale. But you can't good. get those here, right? They, yeah, because it's not 25 it years. It doesn't matter. It's Duncan Imports. God <laughs> says it's okay. You can also buy a 2001 for two Brabus, a smart Brabus with the old style that we never got here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow, this is amazing. I think you get a Delica. It's small. You can drive no. like a lunatic and you can camp around in it. I Perfect. Just, it's got a table. Every, you can eat lunch in the thing. Yeah, I, I Delica is not quite for me. I think the I guess actually, up there of yeah. those, the Samurai is probably the best because what I really loved about the Jeep and the Bronco was take the doors and roof off. Yes, you can have a two door Prado with no doors, a zero door Prado, but uh, and you would be really unique. But <laughs> it wasn't meant to be that way. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. What's the Hilux Surf where the whole roof thing comes oh, off? That'd be kind of neat. That one is cool too. Yeah, Japanese uh, imports LLC probably is something lying mm-hmm. around that you can just go buy. Think like, about it this way. If you buy something from Duncan Imports, since it's on the East Coast where we are, we'll drive it to you. That would be a great... <laughs> only if deliver God allows us to, though. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. We'll have to pray like on it. Duncan Imports is down on inventory. Uh, they have a CRV. Look at these CRVs with the... Ooh, yeah. <laughs> the CRX. Ooh, coupe. CRX, yeah. There you I go. love the Del Sol. Always love those. You already yeah. have a Miata. You don't need another one. No, I don't need this. What about a mini truck? <laughs> like a little Honda Acti. So they have a, uh, what is it? The, I don't know what it's called, but there's a, the like Suzuki? A, a, I think it was a Nissan of some sort. Like they use like a fire truck that I thought would be the coolest mm. thing to have over here. Yeah. You, we almost literally... got one of those for the out of spec track. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have almost bought one of their fire trucks or multiple <laughs> of their fire trucks for like the last eight years. Someone's got. We it. have had this discussion like two years ago about this. You know, you could buy a fire, a mini K truck, fire truck, and start a mobile detailing business. You have everything you need in the built-in pressure washer. Don't need it. Fire truck. Yep. Yeah, these things are sweet. But... They go about thirty miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's all, all fun thoughts, but you know the snow and stuff has made me think about it. And Jordan, that Bronco is so fun. Just go and lease a Model Three. <laughs> I was just saying Model Three standard range. You know, it's it's not the most exciting answer in the world, but it, it is a decent car. It's a very, <laughs> so very you, really, you really drive so much. You should be doing it electric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a thought because I've all I've also gone down the E Golf and mm. Fiat 500e and the all those E cars, but the range, even on the e-golf. Now, I think the i3 with the range extender, that the one that does like 120 miles on battery and the range extender, that would be perfect. 
but, but the check engine light's going to turn on every time the range extender turns on. <laughs> yeah, but why? Why if you're going to already rely on the range extender, why not just get the small battery i3? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, the idea would be not really rely on the range extender. Just I don't think I would hardly ever need it. But... Well, it dies if you don't use it. <laughs> well, I'll use yeah, it that's once in a while. <laughs> it's like the Volt. Get a Volt if you want a range extender. Yeah, Volt God, that's too. how you know your life is miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Big Volt guy over here. <laughs> oh, I, I do like Honestly, the, the Tesla standard guess. range is probably the best thing to get. This is it's a good car, and I genuinely am fine with the Model Three. A lot of people hate on it. I am genuinely fine with it. Well, how could you not be? It's amazing. It does everything it's very well. Car, yeah. So what? I've owned two of them. <laughs> I have zero regrets <laughs> on either of them. <laughs> did did do you, any of you guys listen to the earnings call last week? Like yes. no. all the the I read it. I didn't listen to it. It was interesting. Someone asked if there, how's the progress on the $25,000 car? And Elon was effectively like, we've stopped working on it. No, it's, he said, we've never worked on it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recall like, what them, are you like, talking about? Oh, that thing? Why, why are you even thinking about that? Why would we that? ever make that? Yeah, yeah. It, it makes no sense. Cybertruck's delayed yeah, until 2020. Well, it's delayed indefinitely. Look, you can think about all of the things Tesla isn't doing. But you could also think about all the things they are doing. They're building up Robot. Tesla Giga Austin, Tesla Berlin, mega chargers are going in. Yeah. Semis rolling Semis out. Semis are happening. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And they're building the world's fastest SUV and the world's fastest production sedan. It's just insane. And a robot. And then, yeah, in a robot. I, like I said, let's focus on what they're doing. Really <laughs> no, that was, that was Elon said they're they're focusing heavily in 2022 on the production of the robot. Yeah, so I'm. <laughs> well, yeah, but right? like Kyle said, I mean, they still make really good cars in the Model Three. Yeah. The cars X don't need S. updating. They're smoking everyone in yep. sales, which People is the ultimate thing, and in brand passion. And mm-hmm. in production capacity, because maybe the Lucid goes 500 miles and is better at some things. They just can't build them. And we have no, no idea no, what service is like or long-term you, you can't even buy one that goes 500 miles. This is the dumbest thing. Lucid's like, we made this awesome car. And they say it has zero battery buffer and we let you use everything, which is kind of sketchy in my opinion. But whatever. Yes. <laughs> and it is incredibly impressive what it can do. They're only building not even 520 of them because that's how many Dream Editions there are. But some of those Dream Editions are the performance and some are range. And probably no one bought the range ones because oh, no one cares. Yeah, no one cares about No, they range. want 1,100 horsepower. Right. So <laughs> they built three of these things. I don't know what the number is, but I'm just... I thought the range one still was stupid fast anyways. It's yeah, like 900 but like, Ben, are oh, you going to oh, say... I don't know if I could make do with just 900. But I agree with Kyle, though. I bet you 99% of the people got the performance one. Probably. That's all I ever seen. Put the small wheels on it and get nears makes no difference in yeah. the range. Or just be like, you know what? I will go one charging stop less maybe and look good on the 21s i think the move is going to be their like more basic one with the good wheels yeah just get a base air it's kind of like tycon to me i feel like these cars once you get through your ev zero to 60 like you know fetishizing you gotta have it gotta have faster each time then you kind of just you want enough and you want it to be comfy and feel good and handle well this is something only someone who bought the base model would say. Hundred <laughs> percent. As he was talking, the lights turned off around Kyle. Too. Yeah, because so my children like, were out. Interest. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of base models, there's a new one. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, if the T50 is too expensive for you, there is a T33 from Gordon Murray. Only 100 will be built, and there's still $1.8 million US, roughly. Um, so I don't really understand why this is being built, because the T50 is so awesome. If you have that kind of money, why do you need something slightly cheaper and slightly more Because you can't usable? buy a T50. They're all sold. But just yeah. make more T50s. Make more. That's what I'm wondering. Why nope. are they making T33s? I don't, I don't understand. Know. I'm sure there's they some reason. Do the T50? No. So why not like deliver to customer, but I actually think this one looks really good and I like it a lot. It looks like, good. Who cares about looks when you're talking like this? It's all about what can the thing do. That's true. So can it do all the same money. stuff? It's going to give me all the same experience. No, it has a thousand RPM red line less. Oh no! Oh yeah, it's only has eleven thousand two hundred RPM. Red line. I know. I actually but think it looks better. 
it has yeah. cool everything else to me. But is it three seats? That actually, hang on, nope, that's it's important. two seats. Yeah. It's two okay. seats and ten cubic feet of storage, so double the Miata. In but the <laughs> it has more storage than you can fit behind the third rover Land Rover Discovery. By that's one true cubic because foot. that could be anything. <laughs> no, yeah, the Land, the Land Rover there. Discovery behind the third row has nine cubic feet, which is more than what well, I have. Is that actually the case? Yes. Oh, I didn't even know it had one. Oh, you're yeah. quoting real numbers. Okay. Real numbers here. <laughs> I, with with nine cubic feet, I did a month long road trip in the Miata. <laughs> you get at least another month in this bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. I just want to throw this thing out there because you know Ben loved the T fifty. Well, this is such all relevant readership information. It is yeah. well because when the the T fifty came out, it was what two point four million dollars. I was like, you know, it's just a little out of budget. But this one now that we're one point eight million dollars, I think we're starting to justify it a little more. Yeah, <laughs> you can fiddle Love some numbers. <laughs> it looks great. It looks uh, like a good hundred twenty five thousand dollar looking car. Yes. Yeah, I think the it's Amira. The, I think the Amira looks better and is one tenth this. the cost at one. I'm just really almost. bad at judging value from cars from visually, especially old cars. You can. You could tell me that's <laughs> like some some cars. I'm like that's that's a million plus right there, super rare. And then it's like I ah, actually was at Barrett Jackson for twenty five grand. And I'm like, well, I don't know how to tell what's good. <laughs> this to me, hundred twenty five. Yeah. I think this. I like looks, that scale. Well, I don't know if it looks a million, but I'd say it looks at least two hundred fifty. Looks you like know, it's supposed to compete with a Ferrari or Gallardo like or something. The, a Maserati MC twenty looks better this, than this. Yeah, this looks comparable no. to the MC twenty, I think, to me. But Let, let's put them up on the screen. Even we can do it real time. Yeah, yeah. find an MC twenty <laughs> for us. I think I don't know. Uh, it's going to be close. The MC twenty does look good. I think I like the. T33 has more curves. It's a little less over. The, this is yeah. understated. But you can actually go out and buy the Maserati where you can never buy the Gordon. Can, oh, yeah. They were doing just uh, press drives recently, I think. So yeah. we'll be hearing about it. It's so good. Their but design you, language translated very well to the front of that car. Who did not get an invite to the Maserati MC20 launch. Mm. Oh, no. This guy, right? <laughs> I'm sure they're really worried that they skipped over someone very important with that one. <laughs> well, last but not least, I want to talk about the BAC Mono with hydrogen, which what? this, yeah, this has nothing to do with anything real, but huh. I love the BAC Mono. I would, that's like, if I could you just... have a picture of a normal BAC Mono? They probably that a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> they're cool. Yeah, here, here's here's an example of a BAC mono um, for our visual listener watchers. And a plaid uh, is faster. It I, looks like a pod racer had an accident with uh, <laughs> what are those? It looks like stingray. a pod racer it just like lost stingray. its engines. Yeah, yeah. And an F1 car and a stingray had a car. I love it's like if so I could happy. if I could go pick one car to drive to Chipotle, it would be this. Miata. Um, <laughs> well, Jordan, that's that's probably a bad idea because our tri- local Chipotle parking lot sucks. <laughs> I don't know. It's a curb in the way. You're going to be in trouble. But they apparently are teasing a hydrogen, which I've I've only clicked on this because I was like, oh, we might get hydrogen in <laughs> Fort Collins. <laughs> no, we, no, might. we have a filling yeah, station. We just haven't plugged right it in yet. <clears throat> Yeah, we have a hydrogen filling station. So I think we request one of these on loan to do some real, you know, end user testing for the people who are going to buy this, the everyday person. No one. <laughs> I don't even know how much a real BAC okay. mono is. Not only is it annoying having to drive one of these on the street to go yes, to your I track can only day. Imagine. Now it's going to be really annoying to drive one of these on the street to go to your track day, but you also can't fill it up anyway. When you get there, <laughs> yes. Wait, did you see the funding and development name there? Go up a bit. The yeah, so uh, funding funding the development of the engine will be the niche vehicle network feasibility study grant. A group but more aptly named. <laughs> tell, tell me this won't be mass production without telling me this won't be mass production. <laughs> but yeah, it's all part of their initiative to go fully well, you, carbon neutral it, by twenty thirty. It's not it even electric, matter, it's just carbon neutral. I'm because okay with fast carbon neutral cars. Yeah, you're gonna have to spend a billion dollars on your own racetrack to supply it with hydrogen. 
Yeah, this is so stupid. <laughs> such a waste of everyone's resources. <laughs> That's our most things, Kyle. <laughs> I feel like I could get a vehicle funded by that grant. <laughs> it's like the well, parts seem low. And you need way. to come up with a lawnmower that's also an off-roader overlander. Oh, yeah. Actually, cool. uh, this is a good thing you can put in. I saw it on TikTok. You can probably Google this anywhere. Overlanding, but M-O at the front, like mower, moverlanding. And people get on these John Deere riding mowers and go off-roading them. And they're pretty capable, as oh, it turns yeah, out. That's awesome. <laughs> that's great. So unfortunately, that product, actually, that means there's a demographic who might buy our product. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for those listening or viewing, sorry, those last two cars were a great piece of consumer advice for the 1%. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, do we have anything useful to share? We already but, did. That was the, the entire Ionic, first 90% of the podcast. I ended but the with Ionic useless 5 information. limited <laughs> rear-wheel drive is like five grand cheaper than the all-wheel drive. So and now like it's in the price range. Mi- 1.75 million cheaper than the... <laughs> The T thirty three. How many Ionic fives can you buy for one T thirty three? Yeah, exactly. So good number. But yeah, we've reached the end of our hour show. Oh, you know what we have coming by the time this podcast goes up, but it hasn't arrived oh, yet because plug in hybrid escape. Escape. Yeah, escape. Uh, that's cool. I'm interested in that car. I'm it's red, which is terrible, but oh, everything yeah. else should be good. Yeah, that, <laughs> I I don't like. Is it- sil- silver cars usually but my escape in silver with the silver 19s looked really Hell good. Oh yeah. Hot. Is it a uh, front wheel drive only platform or yeah. is it going to have all wheel drive? Oh. I don't know. This yeah. one's front wheel drive. And then after that we get the Defender and then after that we get the Maverick Hybrid. Yeah. That's Ooh. cool. That's very That's cool. It's an XLT luxury pack or something like that. I'm excited for that MPG loop. It's going to be a million. That's <laughs> yeah. That's a good truck. Ford hit it out of the park with that thing. I have yet to drive one. Yeah, but it's great interior. Fantastic. Yeah, we got we we did the first drive stuff, but Brandon went and did all that, and I was so jealous because I I don't know <laughs> and I don't think this one has it, but I love the orange accents. Yeah, mm-hmm. of the interior. Well, you'll see all that coming up on our Twitter, of course, out underscore of underscore spec, and our YouTube channels at out of spec reviews is a lot of that stuff. <clears throat> And uh, check out our Onyx 5 stuff on out-of-spec reviews. And you'll find me at it's <laughs> Jordan underscore Schieffer, Kyle at it's Kyle Connor, <laughs> Ben at Benji underscore OOS, and Mike at M underscore Breeling. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. And we'll see you very soon on the next one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.